0: Hello, this is Saul Gonzalez, lead pastor of LifeHouse Church, and welcome to our podcast. Thank you so very much for joining us today. I believe that through this message, God will encourage you, challenge you, and better yet, change you for the glory of God and for the purposes God has called you. Enjoy this message.
1: Are you guys ready to receive something from God today? Yeah, I know it's game day. We got any game day fans, any cowboy fans? Cowboy fans in the house? Niner fans in the house? Come on, we got Jesus people in the house. That's good, that's good. I hope it's a good game. I hope, in reality, I hope it's a tie. That's what I'm hoping for. No, I'm kidding. There's going to be a winner today and we're glad you're here. But hey, we want to say welcome for being here. If you're watching online, we thank you for joining us as well as you're hanging out in your room or in your living room, your car, wherever you're at. We hope that today you're able to experience God in a different way. That today's word be insightful and help you in your day-to-day walk. So we're gonna get right into it. We we have a handout, and I, I hope you guys got it. If someone didn't get a handout, hopefully the ushers can walk around and give you a handout. If you didn't, you can lift your hands, and maybe someone will come. If not, I believe we should have a QR code. We'll have a QR code up there where you can see it online. Put it on your phone. We should have it up there shortly. But we're in our sermon series. Find your edge. As believers, as people, we want to make sure we help you find your edge over this thing we call life. Because how many know life is hard? It's hard. There's no substituting. There's no way around it. We can't share and say, hey, once you come to Jesus, like things are going to be rainbows and sunshine. It's not. We're still going to encounter life. We're still going to deal with, with, with situations in life because we're in a fallen world. So it's going to be hard. And we want to be able to help you find an edge In your day-to-day. So we hope that as you're taking notes, that you're writing them down, or if you have them on your phone, you're able to do that. Because science tells us that you're more likely to remember things if not only you listen, but you write them down. I promise it's science. Well, at least Google. That's what Google told me. So hopefully Google's right. But if you're able to write them down and just use them, and I encourage you, during the week, can you take some time to say, hey, how do I make these practical steps easy for me? We, we, don't, we try not to make it complicated. We want to make it easy enough so this can help your life. And we hope that Sunday's message and Sunday Sunday experience is able to translate and help you through your Monday and Saturday. So we hope that it can be a blessing. So we're in our sermon series. We're in week four, Finding Your Edge. And today's title, I'll tell you later, um, but today's message, we want to just encourage you and hope you're there. And, and how many know that in life, As Pastor Saul Gonzalez has been saying that we have, people have uphill hopes and downhill habits. In other words, we all want what's best for us, right? We all want good things and we set them up on a mountain and we have hopes, but sometimes it's our bad habits that have us coming down that hill. And John Maxwell, who's a great leader, says this, nothing life is easy and no one ever got to the top of the hill by accident. No one goes to the top of the hill. No one achieves their dreams by accident. It's not like one day you're like, well, oh, I hope things go good for me. And then you're in a mountaintop like, ah, I did it. No, it's those habits that help you eventually get there. And sometimes the habits that lead you to never be able to s- scale in that mountain. So today we hope that, that you're reminded of that. And we're going to be in Romans 2, Romans 12, 2. And we're reading out of the message version. And it says this, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Amen. Yes. Habit number three, what we want to focus on is how do I keep my life aligned to my purpose? How do I keep my life aligned to my purpose? Come on, say this with me. Say, I, come on, we can do better. Say, I have a purpose. Every single one of us here has a purpose. Most things you see around us have a purpose. Drums. There's a purpose. The bass guitar has a purpose. There's this toy I have. Can you give me the toy, Manuel? There's this toy, and I, and I saw it, and I thought about this, and this is Manuel. He's our youth pastor here. Come on, give it up for Manuel one time. Yeah, he's a cowboy fan. I see it, I see it, I see it. But this toy here, anybody ever play with this toy? Now, I don't know if it's, this is what it's called, but the one I was looking for was like a ball. And it has a shapes. Can you guys see? Do you guys know what that's called, the zoy? I didn't know it was. Tupperware shape. What? I Googled it, and I was like, okay. Um, but anyways, this has a purpose. And it comes with, with different shapes inside of it, right? Anybody ever played with this? You guys play with this, kids? Yes? Youth, you guys play games like this? It, it has a purpose. And there there's certain toys that go to certain places. So in other words, if I have a circle... There's no way I can put it in this square. I mean, I probably could, but I had to like really push, right? But if you look at it, there's a circle, and as soon as I put it in, it goes in there. Right away. Right away, easy. It all has a purpose, and I think that's how we are in life. Sometimes we try to force ourselves to do things that are really not our purpose, but I feel like God has us all these different shapes for different areas So we can just be a powerful, perfect purpose. And he has a purpose for your life. So as we say these things, I want you to really remember that you have a purpose. So when we align our life to our purpose, we have to understand what? First, that I have a purpose. Scripture tells us in Psalms 139, 16. All the days ordained for me, written in your book, before one of them came to be. Before anything happened, God knew. What your purpose was. It is our job as humans to figure out what that purpose is. I want, you to, I want to remind you that the God creator of all things, the God who speaks and galaxies are formed, decided to say, you know what? You have a purpose for your life. We also see in Ephesians 2.10, it says, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do what? Good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Isn't that cool? Like, man, sometimes I, like, if you go to anybody like mountains? Mountains, some of you guys like mountains. I'd rather stay in a hotel. But some of you like mountains, and you go out there, and you see yourself next to this huge mountain. How little do you feel? Like, how small do you feel? Yet, the God who created that and so much more still says, but, but I have a purpose for your life. But I know what you were created for. You were created to do good works. So as we align our life to our purpose, we have to remind ourselves that we have a purpose. And then we also have to remind that there is competition for my time and attention. Different things are trying to get your time and your attention. It's up to you to figure out what you want to do. The word of God says, better one hand with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. In other words, can you focus on one thing? Don't don't try to overdo it like like me in the beginning of the year, right? I'm gonna lose all this weight. I'm gonna get gym membership. I'm gonna, I buy all my food and then like little by little I start falling, right? Don't, don't, don't go extra. Can you be practical? Can you just say, you know what? I'm gonna focus on this one step. I'm gonna focus. And one of the things is there's competition for your time and your attention. And then we also have to realize that time is short. Time is short in this world. James 4, 13, 15 says, Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city. Spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this and that. Time is short. That's the reality of it. Some of us are lucky and we may reach 80, 90 years old. We're comparing that short frame, that short time on this earth that we get, compared to eternity. When you put into that perspective, we have to understand we, we don't have a lot of time, so how can we figure out and how can we align our life to our purpose. So I have four points we want to talk about today. Once again, if you have your notes right there with you, you can follow along. If not, we will have them up there. If you want to take a picture, go ahead. um, Take a picture. Well, my point number one, we're going to go quick. Here we go. Number one, decide what is important. You want to find your purpose. You want it to align to your life. And the first thing you need to do is you decide what is important for your life. Philippians 3, 7, 8. It says, But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For whose sake I have lost all things, I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ. Paul is saying as he's writing to the Philippians, he is telling, keep it real, everything is trash. Like when you compare it to knowing Jesus, it doesn't compare. Now, now some of you who are here for the first time, you may look like, man, so old. That's that's weird. I don't get it. It's okay, but but you you have to understand that when you encounter God, when you realize all the mistakes you've made when you've realized like, bro, like I don't, I don't deserve his grace yet. He still offers it. And you realize that he has given us eternity. Things become small. Like, like some things don't even matter no more. Like, Oh, okay. I, I, I like that. I love this. But to know Christ, to understand that he has a purpose for my life, surpasses everything in life. Nothing compares. Nothing will compare. Because he's given us, again, a short time on earth. But what he's offering us in return, it's eternity. Like, I'm not that smart. So, but my, my brain can't understand that, and I'm sure yours can. not I get frustrated because I'm like, well, you got to tell me a date. You got to tell me a date, God. And it's like, no, it's eternity. It, you're not going to understand it. And yet, he's given me this short amount of time to understand and do be faithful. In return, I get eternity with him. So in order for you to align your life to your purpose, can you, number one, decide what is important? I commend the parents that came today and brought their child because they decided this is important. They decided, say, you know what? As we're going through this life, I'm going to dedicate my child to God first, that God may prosper them, bless them, because at the end of the day, this is the most important thing you can do. Right, church? Amen. Number two, Give calendar time to the important things. We got any planners in the house? Anybody like to plan? Hey Amen. Some of you guys. Guys, when I'm speaking, it's okay to talk back. Like I, I, we, we say here like a quiet church is a dead church and none of us are dead here. So we can talk a little bit. We can interact. There we go. So we got planners in the house. Yes. We got people that don't plan. There, okay. That's what it was. It wasn't that you guys weren't participating. You guys aren't planners. That's okay. That's okay. But we have to give calendar time to certain things. Again, as we're choosing what's important in our life, can, can we calendarize it? I mean, some of you might be like really good and plan for a whole year. Some of you may do six months, three months, month to month. I prefer week to week. It's a little easier. Um, obviously, we'll have things ready, but I'm going to plan for this weekend. And you have to prioritize what's going to take your calendar. What's going to do it? And as we do that, we, we have to understand, or we, we hear Psalms 90, 12, it says, teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are. Help us to spend them as we should. So it's important that we calendarize certain things. As we're figuring out and deciding what's important, can we put into calendar the things that matter more? Maybe some of you need to make some time to renew and, and, and revisit some dreams. You need time for renewal. And you need to say, hey, I, I remember this thing I want to do. Can I prioritize it and put it in my calendar to accomplish it? Some of you have ideas and goals that God wants to help you with, but are you prioritizing things correctly? Because once again, we have high uh, uphill hopes and downhill habits. How are we being wise with that? We have to learn to make time for relationships. Relationships are important. They're very important. How can you calendarize and say, hey, I want to give time to this relationship? Married people in the house. Yeah, yeah, married people. I, I, I love, man, I, I'm super spoiled. My wife and I are super spoiled that, you know, come Sunday like today, we're going to figure out, hey, what does our week look like? What day do we have free? And not only do we do a date night once a week, but kids, my kid, our kids get to go spend the night at grandma's house So we're kid-free, right? That's a blessing. Not everyone's able to do that, right? But we're intentional. And sometimes, to keep it real, like we don't even go out, we just stay home, watch some TV, eat, and go to sleep by 8.30. Yeah, that's a good day for us, too. But I want to make sure we're intentional on how we categorize our relationships. For others, it might be friendships. Man, how am I connecting with someone in a life group? How can you be in a life group so you can do life with people and make time so you can grow, right? Are you guys with me? How, how do we calendarize? And then also, you, you need to make some time in your calendar to, re, to, to, to reward yourself. Some of you are really hard on yourselves. Some of you are like, grind, grind all day. Cool, grind. Yeah. I'll rest when I sleep, right? Or I rest when my eyes are closed. You're forever. You're going to work all day. And I understand that, keep the hustle going, but, but can you reward yourself? God gave himself a day to rest. You think you do a little better than God? No, probably not. But how can you reward yourself and say, hey, you know what? I got to take some time. Whether it's going with your family, taking a vacation. Whether it's once a week to just relax and, and whatever you want to do. But can you make time to reward yourself? For those of you on a, on a fitness journey, like, like a lot of us are. Yeah, maybe I eat good all week and I can have one meal, right? But somehow it's Wednesday. I'm like, oh, I'll just wait till next week. But no, how can we reward ourselves in life? You need to learn to reward yourself because it's important. You need to learn to, to rest, to, to also not only rest physically, but, but also rest in God. Rest in knowing that he has it all in control. Rest knowing that you believe that the best will come with him in your life. Amen, church. He has made everything beautiful in his time, says the word of God. And then my third point, my third point up there is: eliminate the non-essentials. If you want to align your life to your purpose, can you learn, can we learn to eliminate the non-essentials? I love what Hebrews 12:1 says. It says, "Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race. Marked out for us. What are the non essential things that you have that you can really get rid of? For some of you, maybe you, you want to be a good steward of your money. There's some non essentials. There, there's no reason why you have 35 subscriptions. You know what I mean? Like, do we need to really need everything? You know, I have ESPN 1, 2, 3, 4, and in Spanish. Just, you know what I mean? Like, cool, you love sports, but, but if you're being a good steward of your money, You know, maybe that $5, for for some of you, I might offend you, but maybe Starbucks isn't needed every day. I'm sorry. 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 I'm not coming at nobody. I'm not adding no one, all right? It's fine. Maybe that's a a financial step that might help you. Eating out, different things, but how can we eliminate the non-essentials? I'm sure if we all think about it right now, at this moment, if we're just thinking, there are some things in your life, you're like, man, I don't really need that. You don't need it. It's a non-essential. It's not going to help you move faster or move closer to what God has for your life. Are you with me? There's a, a captain by the name of James Cook. And James Cook was a European. And in 1770, he he went on a, on a voyage to, to sail to find new land. And on his way there, he was driving. He was driving. He was On a boat, he wasn't driving. There's, they haven't invented those yet. Never mind. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go on a rabbit hole. But he was sailing in this big wooden boat, and on his way, James Cook is actually the man who who discovered um, Australia. So so he found that, and, and on his way sailing, he didn't know that there was the coral reef. Right? Anybody ever seen coral reef? It's beautiful. It looks amazing, but they're sharp. And he didn't realize it. So as he's sailing his boat with his team, as they prepare for months, they're going to be gone for months. It's not like nowadays where it's really fast. like It's even double. It takes it's slower. He's preparing. Obviously, they had to prepare. We got to make sure we have enough food. We got to make sure we have enough um, weapons to fish. We got to make sure we have enough of everything. But as he's sailing there, his ship hits the coral reef. And it begins, there, there's water in the ship now. And it's beginning to sink. So he has to look at his team. He's like, all right, guys. I mean, let's just jump off. And let's see whoever makes it, makes it. No, he doesn't do that. He's a good captain. He just says, okay, what, what, what can we do? Doesn't panic. He says, what can we do? And then one of the persons says, you know what? Let's just eliminate the things we don't need. And let's start with the biggest thing. What is making our ship sink faster? Because it might sink for sure. But if we make it light enough it might be able to float. It might be able to get us to where we need to go. So as they're thinking, you imagine they're taking out the big stuff, throwing it all out, and little by little, as it's sinking, sinking, it starts to float up. It's just starting to float a little higher, and with time, they eliminated all the non-essentials, the things that, you know, we don't need this. And with that, the good captain that he was, he was able to travel and they ended up finding Australia and they made it, they fixed the ship and everything was obviously history. But this morning as I'm speaking to you, what are the non-essential things you got to get rid of? Or in other words, as you're on your ship, on your way to your purpose, what are the things that might be sinking you? What are the things that are dragging you down and not allowing you to fully go to where God has You going, it might be some bad habits, some bad things that you might be doing. But for some, it might be certain people. There's probably some friendships that that are really dragging you down. There's probably some some people in your life that you may love. But when you realize you're like, you're not helping me go into the, the place I'm trying to go. And it's not that we look down on them. It's not that we say, you're bad and you're evil and I'm good. But for this season, this isn't working. There's people in the Bible who had disagreements and they ended up going their separate ways as well. But for this season, I want to ask you, what is the non-essential things that are going in your life? What are the things that you really got to get out of your boat, your life, that's holding you back from getting to your destination? For James Cook, he was able to do that, throwing off all the things that were unessential so he can make it to his final destination. So I encourage you, the third point is to eliminate all the non-essentials. And then my last point, are you with me? Here we go. Last point is regularly take inventory. In your life, are you taking inventory of what's going, what's good, what do you need? I was at a grocery store and, and, and I'm shopping, obviously. And I think, I I don't, I don't know what I had, but I had a lot. I think I had like cans, goods. I, I don't remember what it was, but I remember I had a lot of them. And instead of going one by one, I just wanted to scan, right? I'm at the self-checkout and I'm just scanning the same thing like 20 times. Over and over. And the lady sees me, She's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm trying to check out. She's like, no, you can't do it like that. And I wanted to say like, well, then you do it for me. I didn't say that though. Almost lost my salvation there, but Jesus was with me. He was with me at that moment. Self-checkout at Walmart, man. Woof. Never mind, never mind, never mind. We're going somewhere else. But I was doing it one more. She's like, you can't do that. I was like, why? It's the same thing. Like, I'm going to pay for it. She's like, no, you're not letting us know what we need to restock on. You're making it harder for us because, see, you may be taking 20 of them, but you're only really clicking on one. So it doesn't allow us to restock and make a better inventory so when you leave people are going to come like well on your online it says you got 15 of them as some of us may do it says 15 you need to go find me that right but it's because maybe someone didn't check out correctly because the inventory wasn't done correctly and that messes everything up this morning this afternoon can you take inventory of your life God what is it the things I need God, what, what do I need to restock on? Who are the people I need in my life to help me go? Also, God, what are the things that have gone, that are expired? I don't need to let go of. Some of us may have a lot of, of things that are already expired and they're not good for you. You need to stop with that and you need to take reinventory of your life. Say, God, I need more of this. In other words, we need more of God and less of us. You and I, man, we're sinful. You and I will have our ups and downs. You and I will struggle with things. But if we learn to lean on God's understanding, if we learn to lean on the things that God has for our lives, I assure you, life will be more peaceful. You'll have more joy in your life. And I believe God wants that for your life because I believe we need to align our life with our purpose.
0: Thank you so very much for joining us today on the LifeHouse podcast. I pray and hope this message has encouraged, inspired, and challenged you to grow closer to God. If you would like to be a part of what God is doing here at LifeHouse, visit our website at LifeHouseChurch.com. That's LifeHouseChurch.com for more information or consider subscribing and share it with one of your friends and family. Thank you again for being part of our journey, your journey that will lead you to know God better, grow together and go serve and make a difference. Thank you again. God bless you. See you next time.